good businesses are always planning and those that plan for cash flow, they certainly have better opportunities to survive in what we're going through and actually come out thriving. If they make every single sale that they pitch, I would say they're probably underpricing. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi guys, it's Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast, episode number 117. Today we sit down with Tracy Bissett. Tracy is the Chief Financial Fitness Coach from Bissett Financial Fitness in Canada. We talk about importance of building up cash in your business and that businesses that plan for cash not only survive but they thrive. In fact, Tracy goes on to talk about and saying that if as a business owner, you have been around for any period of time, then you have got an ability to to manage your cash flow. You may be able to improve on it, but you certainly have an ability to manage cash flow. We talk about indicators of when you might be underpricing and um, an interesting conversation about self-worth and how that relates to pricing of your product or particularly a service in business. So um, straight into the conversation now with Tracy Bissett of Bissett Financial Fitness in Canada. Hello, Gavin here, and welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast and the continuing mini-series of Keep Your Boat Afloat. Uh, Today, I am with Chief Financial Fitness Coach, uh, Tracy Bissett, and we're going to have a number of points that we're going to discuss around monitoring your business cash flow and finances, not only as we come out of lockdown, but on the ensuing sort of months and possibly years ahead about the, uh, the turbulence that we're likely to see in the economy. So Tracy, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. So, so glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Tracy. So um, please share with me a little bit about your background, please. Absolutely. So um, I grew up in the East Coast of Canada in Nova Scotia, and went on to do uh, business education, bachelor of commerce, and MBA. And then I found myself working in one of the, Canada's big banks. And so yeah. for, for decades, I was supporting entrepreneurs get the financing that they needed and then moved into the approval role where I saw all industries, all different deal sizes all across the country, as well as deals from the U.S. and was making those adjudication decisions. And so during that time, I knew I really loved working with entrepreneurs, but I found I was getting too far away from them. And so uh, there was some redundancy in the organization. My job was eliminated. So I was deciding what should I do? And I decided to package up all of the things that I love. So helping people learn about money, working with entrepreneurs. And I started Visit Financial Fitness in 2016. Uh, So it's been really fun. And I love um, the feeling of working with entrepreneurs as I see that light go on as they're getting the financial concepts and they're really stepping in to take control of their business. It's fantastic. And of course, there's a lot of business owners that um, started off their business journey because they were good at a technical skill uh, they just kind of served their time working for somebody else, then set up on their own. So having a finance education, a business education, the amount of experience that might not be part of their academic background. Absolutely. And, and as you said, if people start their business because they're passionate and they're skilled at whatever they do, um, certainly you find with those in kind of creative service-based businesses, um, numbers aren't necessarily part of anything that they like to do. It's not something that they've been exposed to before. And even myself, when I started my own business, I realized there are so many things that I don't know. 
Um, so I needed to pursue my own education while you're wearing the 20 some different hats you wear as a business For owner. Sure. So I know the feeling. Um, I, I'm good at numbers, but there's lots of other things I definitely seek help for. And um, the key is making sure you ask for help so that you can master all of the things um, that you don't know. So you can be as successful as possible. And what do you see um, some business owners getting wrong when it comes to the numbers and the financial managing management of their business? So a couple of the things that I'm seeing, number one is completely ignoring them. Um, just hoping <laughs> things are going to work out and yeah. I sell stuff, so it must be profitable and I just, I'm going to hope it works out. Or kind of on the other side, complete delegation to their accountant or their bookkeeper and presuming that someone else is handling it. And so I have no issue with business owners making use of professionals. I don't think you need to do it alone, but you certainly need to be accountable and responsible for the financial direction of the company. You're setting the strategic direction. And I don't think you can do that effectively if you don't know the the financial story that's going to support where you want to go with your business. At the end of the day, it's your business and you need to make all the decisions. Yeah, and you see the business owners, uh, the, the different sort of growth trajectory, those that know their numbers and are all over their numbers and those that don't. And obviously, those that are really monitoring their numbers on a regular basis often have greater business and financial success. Mm-hmm. One of the things I routinely find when I start working with business owners, and I work across all different industries, so it doesn't really matter who I'm working with, what stage their company is in. But when we start doing a deep dive on pricing and costing, um, usually we find that they're not making any money on their product or their service. And um, they, they're not really thinking about all the costs that go on in to deliver something. And then what that generally leads to is they don't get a regular paycheck from the company. And that's not why they started their business. That wasn't their hope or their dream. Um, they doing this to be their own boss, but they certainly expected to get a a regular paycheck. So when you can address the pricing piece, um, then you can allow um, the owner to to take out a regular uh, amount of money. And certainly during what's going on right now um, with some of the supports that are in Canada, um, it is to business owners' disadvantages not to be taking a regular salary. Uh, Some of the supports of these people are falling through the cracks. And so for me, it's never been a better time to plan for cash flow, to make sure you're making enough money so that you can get regularly paid. Um, Because as we've seen, it can impact so many things beyond what you could imagine uh, when you're just not taking that. Yeah, for sure. Same here for the UK for uh, individuals, who business owners who have their own um, limited company and they pay themselves a minimal salary, but they pay the balance in dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, they have fallen through the cracks in terms of any of the financial packages that are being made available by the UK government. So um, those business owners have had to resort to borrowing really to get through. So um, we are, you know, it varies in different places around the world, but the world is starting to look at the prospect of emerging from lockdown. You know, from a business sort of viewpoint, a financial and cash management viewpoint, what do you see the coming months, indeed the sort of uh, 2021, 22 to have in store for business owners? Well, certainly these are unprecedented times. I know people keep saying that and uh, we are all going through it together, but we're not in the same boat. Everyone's got a different financial situation in their business. And while I, I see the light coming and where things are starting to open, I don't think we're going back to where we were before. And so I think it's even more critical than it was before to be planning for cash flow. We don't know what's going to happen. We may open for a couple of months. We may have to go back into lockdown. 
if sure. there there become some larger outbreaks again. Um, governments have already been exhausting what they can do from support programs. So if we need to call on them again, that may be challenging. Um, in Canada, anyway, to this point, the banks have been very supportive of businesses, mostly through the, the programs provided by the government. But I would expect that we're going to see tightening of credit. Um, certainly how you're conducting yourself in your personal life as well is going to have an impact on your business financing. And so we will be in a recession. We're going to be in some hard times for a while. I think that anything business owners can be doing now to plan, prepare, if even possible, build up some cash reserves. Um, do that now because we don't know what's going to be happening. Um, and, and those cash reserves, that, that could be taking on some of the government-supported loan packages that are at preferential rates. Absolutely. And I've been having a lot of interesting conversations. I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but it's been a bit strange to me that some individuals and some business owners haven't been applying for the support because they feel like there's other people who are more deserving. (laughs) And I've been telling them consistently, if you qualify, take that money. Don't spend it. Put it in your bank account if you don't need it right now. That's a really good place to be. If you see an opportunity in the market, maybe you are investing in the business to capitalize on that opportunity, but build up your results. We don't know where we're going. So um, don't just leave that money out there because there will come a time where it stops being available and that might be the time that you need it. So um, apply for everything you qualify for and um, use it with with good judgment. Um, On the flip side, there are some business owners I've been talking to who were struggling before this happened. And I think those business owners need to take a hard look at their company and see, was my strategic direction good? Did I have the right market? Um, Do I need to pivot? Because if I wasn't doing well in good times, should I perhaps not borrow right now? Because it might make things worse. Yeah, for sure. And also I've heard, uh, and I've seen sort of commenting on social media, oh, I'm uncomfortable about taking on debt. I'm okay financially now. I have money in the bank. Why would I take on debt? Or others saying, I've got enough to get me through this year. Uh, I'm okay. Again, why would I take on debt? And my view about that is just to, re- to build on what you've just said is we don't know what's around the corner. Uh, we could have further periods of lockdown. And I actually believe, and I'm interested in your take on this, but I believe there's going to be tightening of credit after this. And particularly when the governments have sub- uh, have exhausted their support packages and support that they're then providing their banks. The banks themselves, very, very, still very, very mindful of the global financial sort of crisis, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to really sort of lock down and tighten credit afterwards. I, I totally agree. And um, having been a banker in two thousand eight, I saw that lines to companies were cut during that time, uh, especially if they're being extended for working capital, cash flow purposes. If the business's cash flow has fundamentally changed, lenders will not want you to have access to larger lines than you need. And they're going to protect themselves. Um, they certainly don't want to deal with the fallout they had from 2008. Um, so they're going to be be proactively making those changes. Um, so people should be, as you said, taking credit where they can get it now, building up availability, building up cash reserves if they can, and just preparing for we don't know what. Because we, we would like to think, all of us, that maybe this is the worst we're going to see, but we, abs- we actually don't know what that looks like. And so if banks get in jeopardy meeting their capital requirements or anything like that, there's going to be all of a sudden a big tightening. And that will create unintended consequences and will we'll put some other companies in potential harm. 
So we, you want to plan, you want to take advantage of everything that you qualify for, everything that makes sense. And your comment that you raised about what you hear some people saying about they, they don't feel good about taking on debt, they don't want to take on debt, um, that's really an emotional thing. And our views about money start when we're kids. Um, but you've got to start thinking about money as a tool and what can it do for you? Not, oh my gosh, I'm so indebted, I, I can't bear this me borrowing money at this point in time may help my business, may allow me to continue to pay my employees for two years. I need to prepare and I need to be a responsible business owner so then I can can take care of all of the people around me and, and keep things going. And it may um, put you in a position where you, if there's um, you see a great op- acquisition opportunity that's uh, a really good strategic fit for your business, uh, another business that either um, is facing insolvency or indeed um, the owners want to retire, having that extra sort of war chest um, is, is going to put you in a strong position. Certainly, we're seeing um, lots of transition with succession um, here. Uh, lots of business owners, like there's just this bubble in the age yeah. moving through. And so there are great opportunities out there. There's also been such phenomenal success stories of people who've either pivoted or started new businesses during this pandemic. And there may be opportunities to work with those companies or to invest in them. And yeah. and so we don't know what will be there. And the, the one thing I know is, Running a business it takes money. Um, growth is hungry. If you do want to scale, if you want to continue to be in operation, needs fuel and that fuel is cash. So build up the cash wherever you can get it from. And certainly while it's low interest rates, while credit is available, best time to get it. Completely agree. Completely agree. So I think there's a, there's a consistent message uh, both from Tracy and myself that get your credit that you you can now build up those cash reserves yes you will have uh to repay that at some stage in the future but if you put that into you know to leverage your business to put it into an investment of some sort then you should be able to get a return on that money and it's not about canada but here in the uk um at least one of the uh funding and loan packages called the business bounce back loan it's just two and a half percent interest yeah we have one uh, loan that's um capped out uh, 40,000 I think is the the amount but it's interest free. Wow. Totally interest free. So <laughs> you, and you don't pay it back um, until 2022 I believe and if you pay back 3 quarters of it you, um one quarter is forgiven. So it's amazing opportunity. So when I hear people not taking that opportunity I I kind of want to shake them on their head and give them a little little knock because um wake up the, the money is interest-free. Even if it sits in your bank account, the day you can make your repayment, you pay back three quarters and 10,000 is now yours. Right. So, so so we just want to say that we're not encouraged reckless borrowing, are we? we no, we, we no, do, no. So <laughs> do, you, do, you want to, uh, do you want to sort of talk to that point about the, how, how you see the distinguish between being reckless in your borrowing versus taking advantage of these this relatively cheap or even free money? Absolutely. And so I mentioned it, um, there's some companies that are struggling, um, some that we're not doing well with when things were going well. And so I think it all starts with you looking at your financial situation, looking at your business plan, looking at your strategy. Was it working? And now I have this temporary setback that was unbeknownst to anybody that it was coming. And I believe my business will continue to thrive as we pass through, or if I make some strategic changes, it will continue to 
to do well. So that's where it starts. From there, then you look at the opportunities available to you. If you believe you can make your business um, succeed in the future and thrive, um, look for those things that you qualify for, any free money, um, borrowing opportunities. And then you're using the, the credit very carefully. You're not just all of a sudden going on a shopping spree to buy new, new furniture for your office because you've got this cash in the bank. You're really being thoughtful about what will help me grow the business, what will be the best use of the cash now build out a cash flow forecast and actually plan for ups and downs that we've never seen before. Um, because as we've been talking about, Gavin, that we may be there in two months again, we might be fully shut down. Sure. We don't know. And so do it thoughtfully, do it strategically. Um, and just, if you don't need the money, you don't have a good idea for using it at this moment, save the funds, just be ready to pay it back. Um, when that time comes, if you should need, or over time, you may come up with some ideas that may be beneficial for the business that you'll use it. But it's not just the, the opportunity to get the funds and blow it. Um, certainly, people do need to be um, thoughtful about the credit rating of their company. They want to be thoughtful about their how all of this impacts their personal credit ratings. And I know in Canada, where we have joint support programs where the bank and the government is guaranteeing some of it are working together. There have been a high level of declines for those loan opportunities because people are carrying too much debt personally. And they put all of the numbers together to do the calculation for, can this customer pay us back? So you never want to lose sight of your ability to repay the debt. And when you're using the funds, use it responsibly. Great. So we just lost a little signal there, Tracy, but you said never want to lose sight of your ability to repay the debt and use the funds responsibly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And a business that you believe will actually will continue to, to grow and thrive um, the other side of this and also looking for opportunities where you can either invest in um, new products, uh, extra production capacity, or even maybe you know buying into another business to bring it into the fold. For sure. And uh, you certainly don't need to do all of this alone. So we've been talking about it that most people would know how to do this, but that's not the case. And so this is a good time to make use of your accountant, have some strategic conversations with them help them run with uh, help them um, or use them to help you run the cash flow. work with a financial coach, find someone you trust. You don't need to figure it out all on your own. And there are lots of great resources out there. So don't hesitate to ask for help. And it's, uh, there's no shame in saying, I don't really understand this. I need somebody to help me, but I do know that I want to be in control of my company and I want to control the direction that it goes. Hi, Gavin here. If after lockdown, you are somewhat excited, if not a little daunted about how to reboot your business, then get in touch because I can help you do that. Get clear, refocus your strategy to ensure that's appropriate for the coming months and years ahead. And also revitalize your teams, getting them re-engaged and working together, pulling together in the same direction. So drop me a line, Gavin at GavinPreston.com so that we can explore how I can help you get your business back on track. Yes, for sure. And I think I'd encourage, uh, if you if you say going to work with your accountant to help sort of you map out cash flow forecasting or a member of your team that's, um, you know, got accountancy background to do the cash flow forecasting, great. But I would, you know, they are trained professionally to be cautious, to be conservative, to mm -hmm. be prudent. Um, I would also encourage you to whether to talk to a financial coach, a, a financial coach, a business coach, business strategist, someone who actually can give you the upside view, the potential, the mm -hmm. entrepreneurial view around that 
and and you you balance both points of view out. You know the the cautious, prudent accountant approach and the entrepreneurial seeking opportunity approach. Yeah, that that makes total sense. You do want to have a balanced view. You don't want to be the sky is falling. Um, you need to be prepared if the sky falls, but you also need to be prepared for the opportunities that you can seize. So. Um, We've mentioned cash flow a lot in the in the last few minutes of the conversation. So once we get emerged from lockdown, that does not mean the end of your cash flow forecasting and tracking, does it? No. I mean, there's uh, two things I know to be true. Good businesses are always planning. And those that plan for cash flow, they certainly have um, better opportunities to survive in what we're going through and actually come out thriving. So cash flow forecasting is a key thing that should be baked into your business in good times and bad. Um, do most of your clients just uh, use spreadsheets such as Excel or, uh, for, for doing the cash flow forecasting or do, have you found any other tools in the marketplace that are, use, that are effective? So usually when we start working together, there's not too much cash flow planning going on. Sure. Uh, so that's kind of the first thing that we tackle. Some people are doing it in their head and they're not doing a bad job. Um, but it's hard to keep all that stuff in your head. So depending on how big their company is, some people are doing it on paper, which is which is fine if that works for them. Excel is the next step up. And then you can use accounting software if you want to get more complex. I find sometimes though, when you move to accounting software, you lose touch with exactly what's happening in the numbers. And so I do prefer Excel because I think it's crystal clear and you can quickly change things and say you have a new opportunity that lands on your lap now and you're trying to decide, can I afford to make that new hire? You can quickly change some numbers in five minutes. You can see, is this going to work out? So I I like Excel myself. Yeah, great. Um, One of the things that we spoke about before we kind of press record was about uh, how how do uh, business owners actually get paid for their business? So I'd like you to talk and explain a bit more about that point and talk to that, please. Absolutely. So, I mean, we were were mentioning early on in the conversation that people go into business because they love what they do. They're super passionate and they don't really expect to not have that paycheck. Um, but when it comes down to pricing, people get very um, cautious and nervous about asking people to pay them what they consider to be too much money. And so I think we need to come at it from two standpoints when we're talking about them getting paid. First of all, we need to think about what will the market bear in terms of what you're offering and the value that it brings. And sometimes it's more it's okay to be more expensive than your competitors if you provide more value. Uh, you need to be confident able to articulate all the value. And so that's the one component of it. Um, But where you should start is how much does it cost me to actually deliver this service? Um, What are all the the costs that have to go into it? Um, The variable costs, we would call them. So if I'm building something out of wood, I've got all my inputs and then I'm going to factor in my electricity, my labor for the person who's creating it. Uh, But then what about all that overhead? I have to pay rent for my place where we build it. Uh, We got to do some marketing. All of the other things that go into that all need to be factored into um, the cost as well as some level of profit. So by the time you add up all the costs and then you compare it to where you think the price would be, you've got to see, is there something positive left after all? And if not, how can you change that? Um, Is maybe your idea not economically feasible? Um, can you cut some of your costs or can you actually charge more? Maybe you've been underpricing um, what the value you provide and, and because you haven't felt confident to step up into that. And that all comes back to people's relationship with money. 
uh, that they learned when they were a kid. So it all comes full circle, uh, whether you realize it or not. I just want to pick up on two points there. So the first one is, uh, are there any indicators that a business owner could look for to that would suggest that maybe the mar- they are underpricing or that the market can stand more? Uh, if they make every single sale that they pitch, I would say they're probably underpricing because you should you shouldn't probably have a hundred percent close rate if you're you're pricing where your value should be. If everybody's taking it, you're probably probably a little bit light. Uh, that would be one indicator that would um, be there for me. Uh, I would try moving it up. Uh, maybe you're not starting with clients you've had for a long time. Maybe it's for new clients and you're you're upping the price. And don't do it too drastically, but make some upward movement. See what happens. Because if you can charge a higher price and close less. Um, you can get to the same place. Certainly you don't want to be building up this concentration of clients where now you're highly dependent on a handful. Um, but if you can charge more uh, for less work and less clients that you're dealing with, all the better. And you can give those clients a better a better service. Absolutely. Um, so your other point that you made and you mentioned a couple of times now is about um, from your childhood, your views about money, your views about your beliefs about money and how much mm-hmm. I guess it's you believe you're worth, your self-worth. What have you found if somebody senses that they've got some technical word stuff around that, you know, they've got a bit of mm-hmm. uh, baggage or limiting beliefs or doubts about um, their worthiness of receiving more money. Um, have you found some uh, exercises or approaches or uh, t- uh, ways of addressing that? Absolutely. And so first and foremost, anybody who feels like that should know that they're normal. Uh, the majority of the population comes from a place of scarcity that there's never going to be enough or I'm not good enough. And, and it all kind of goes together. Um, and whatever happened in your household, it stays with you um, for your life. So one of the easiest ways to, um, to do it is number one, you first, uh, like you were saying, you've recognized that I have this thought. First, you've got a name it. You've got to recognize that I have that feeling. The first thing that you can do to actually start countering that is to um, express gratitude. I woke up today. I was able to get out of bed, have a shower. I have clothes to wear. I have a place to live. I've got food to eat. And it might sound kind of silly and trite, but when you start focusing on all the good things that you have, you, it starts blocking out some of those negative things that are happening because everyone does have a lot of good things that are going for them. Um, then you need to think about objectively, what would someone say about your product or your service? What are the things you hear back from clients when you ask them? And if you're not sure, uh, start asking your clients for testimonials, the ones who come back and keep buying from you, who love you. Um, You know who they are, but if you're not regularly hearing the things that they love, um, that may be hard for you to actually take it in. So make sure you're getting that um, as well. You go and do some focus groups. Um, The other thing, I'm sure you've heard this, Gavin, but you're, you're the product of the five people you spend most of your time with. So if you are spending time with people who are grateful, who, who see their worth, who are positive people, that's going to rub off on you. And it's not that you're going to change these views or beliefs overnight, but by acknowledging them and starting to work on some uh, positive steps forward, you're going to be able to at least pause yourself in the moment and think about, is this a rational thought or am I being kind of silly about this? Um, but start with your customers, those ones who are coming back, find out what they love about you and your product or service and build on that. And even use their words when you're talking to prospects. What better way to explain your own product or service with what somebody else loves about it? And some people, obviously, uh, throughout lockdown, haven't been able to interact with as many like-minded business owners or people that are several steps further Mm -hmm. down the path that they wish to to tread. Um, 
they're at home, obviously, around their nearest and dearest who may not have a business background, an entrepreneurial background, or even a positive mindset. What advice would you give to when 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 you're not physically able to put yourself into that environment of being with be positive and uh, ambitious people? Yeah, I've been finding actually that people are so open to connecting online. Um, I've had so many kind of virtual coffee chats with people I never would have probably connected with because we're all so busy in our scheduled life. Um, so if there's someone that you admire, if there's someone in your network that you don't get to talk to very often, reach out to them. Even starting with not sure how this time's going for you, but if you have some time available, would love to jump on Zoom and have a chat with you. And I think you'll be amazed how many people reach out. And by offering your positivity in the conversation, they're going to share what's going on with them as well. And people just want to be heard. So everybody's feeling something um, and they, they just want a, an outlet to share it. And everybody's with their family. Everybody's kind of in the same situation. So don't be shy. There are a lot of new virtual networking groups popping up um, that I've been seeing and been invited to. So um, spend some time on LinkedIn. Just do a search, virtual networking session. Check out the people. Do they look like people you might want to chat with for an hour? Ask to be invited. So it's not the time to be shy. Everything's on the screen. Uh, so you don't need to have any hurt feelings if somebody doesn't include you or they don't have the time because we don't know everyone's situation. But there's certainly ways to, to overcome what's going on and the isolation of being alone. The other thing I would say, and not specifically from a networking standpoint, but a positivity standpoint, there are so many great podcasts out there, uh, just like this one where you can get lots of inspiration, hear from like-minded people, and really maybe get that push you need that day you're having a hard time. So yeah, yeah. great check advice. Check out all those things. Uh, yeah, fun. You really do need to be uh, feeding your mind with the positive, upbeat stuff, even if you're having a, a tough time uh, a, or a tough day. That's the day actually when you you put the mm -hmm. headphones in and you listen to either a, um, a great podcast or you listen to an audio book or a or, or a top speaker that really inspires you or gives you something that uh, educates you and uplifts you. Um, what do you think most, uh, I know that you, you talk about entrepreneurs, the things that they do right with their money that they might not give themselves some credit for. So I'm intrigued uh, mm -hmm. about that point. Well, if an entrepreneur has been in business for any length of time, I know that they know how to manage cash flow. So they will tell me when we first meet that I don't know how to do that. But if you've been around for more than a couple months, you absolutely do know how to, or you would have already been, been bankrupt. You would have been long out of business unless you've got this magic pot of gold that's feeding your business. Um, so I like to start, and, and as we talked about my company's visit, Financial Fitness, so I like to come at it from the positive angle. It's not that you're financially illiterate, as we also often talk about financial literacy from that perspective, but... What is it that you already know and what can we build on to take you to the next step? And everybody's in a different place. So if you are an entrepreneur listening and you're running your business and you've been doing it for some time, you know how to manage cash flow. Maybe not as efficiently or um, in the way that I might describe or guide you, but you're doing it. And so you should give yourself a pat on the back. Right. I love that reframe. Um and on the flip side of that, so they're good at managing cash loan because they're still surviving. But what do you think entrepreneurs need to be held accountable for? Uh, being responsible for that cash flow and having a, a forward-looking plan and doing that forecasting. Um, most of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they're they're kind of in a crisis mode. They may be very stressed. They may be overwhelmed by the pressure the money situation is having on them. And unfortunately, money permeates everything in your life. So it's like there's this fog that's laying on them and it's heavy and it's weighing 
on them. Maybe they're not sleeping at night because they're worried about making payroll. Maybe they're not, not sure how they're going to launch that new product or get that new hire. And so once you can actually get ahead of it and start being proactive, plan for the future, you're going to feel that we can see so many times with my own eyes. And then all of a sudden, the entrepreneur can do whatever they do best again. Because right now, it's up to this point, it's been like half their minds on the money, half on the customer, and they're going back and forth. Um, but you really need to be able to give your focus to the clients to, to give the best service that you can. And you can only do that once you've got the money part handled and you're being proactive. So as we've already talked about securing those um, bank lines, if you need them, getting all that government support, building up cash reserves, being ready for what if and what do I want to do um, so that you can focus on all the stuff you do best. And I think we may have already sort of covered it in early parts of the conversation, but what else can they do when they feel like they're surrounded by that fog, that dense fog? What else can they do to kind of help um, clear that fog? Um, Certainly exercise is a good one. You got to be able to just stop being stressed at your computer, take a walk. If you've got equipment in your house, do something, talk to somebody. Um, talking is very effective. Um, so talk to a fellow business owner that you trust. Uh, maybe it's not your family because then maybe they don't understand. Talk to a business coach, talk to your accountant, whoever you trust, um, but find a circle of people that you can have those honest conversations with and where you know that um, you can get support because that's what you need, but also that um, you're going to talk to somebody who might give you a little bit of a kick uh, to say, you know, you, you need to take another step forward. You need to take some action and you can actually solve this problem um, because some friends will be super nice and you may have had the same story you've told them for 10 years in a row. And maybe now this is the year where you're actually going to get proactive and start planning um, for the future financially for your business. And you just need somebody to help you take that first step. So um, a little bit of a different tangent, but if we look to the months and uh, immediate sort of one or two years ahead, What excites you about the world of business and entrepreneurialism? Uh, I'm really energized by seeing the creative ways that people are making the most of what's going on. People are coming up with new products and services. Um, Companies who thought it was never possible to work at home now will probably always be working at home. And so I think that anytime we have challenge, if we want to be creative, if we want to look for the good stuff, um, a lot can be created and that's inspiring. Um, I look at some of the youth, what they're doing and how they're trying to help create um, more PPE for frontline workers and they're volunteering their time. I mean, it's just really inspiring. So I think if you look for it, you see lots of great stories and um, we're going to have some great inventions and innovations come out of this time. Oh, that's for sure. If you think of some of the big companies and innovations that came out of the global financial crisis, like, you know, WhatsApp, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb and Slack, and, and to name just a few. So there's going to be, you know, 10 years time, we'll look back at businesses that were founded over this year and next year that actually have a, a key part to our day-to-day lives or our business lives. So some great opportunities. So if anybody wants to find out more about you, Tracy, and what you and your team do in terms of financial coaching and financial fitness, how do they do that? Uh, So best place to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. So it's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, Bissett, B-I-S-S-E-T-T. So two S's, two T's. Um, So you can find me there. I'd love to hear from anybody listening in your comments, your questions. Um, But I know some people who are listening today were probably excited at the thought of taking charge of their financial future. And so if you head over to cashcoach.biz, you'll be able to download a money meeting agenda. So you can start having weekly sessions with yourself um, to make your your business finances a priority. and, And it gives you kind of a roadmap to get going. So cashcoach.biz. 
is to get that money meeting agenda and uh, oh, it'll awesome. lead, lead you to my website. So I know people get excited and they, they want to have that tool to get them onto the next part. So uh, that, that's why I'm offering that today to help every one of your listeners. And whatever gets measured improves and grows. So, you know, that's fantastic to be able. And, and that's a tool that you would use what, on a weekly basis to, 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 yeah, brilliant. To have that meeting with yourself about business and personal cash, presumably. Yeah. And I mean, the first meeting, it might be just looking at the questions and saying, I'm not sure where I start. And that's okay. Because now yeah. you're building a you're building a routine with any new skill. You've got to make it a routine, put some time in your calendar. Maybe it's looking at your bank account. And, and so take it slow. Don't be too hard on yourself. But by taking that first step and, and starting the routine, you're going to put yourself in a um, better position. That's fantastic. Tracy, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Gavin. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact. <laughs>